This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. I'm super excited for today's episode. We are going over a lot of things, but mostly uh, we are drinking uh, New Riff Single Barrel Rye. Uh, this proof on this specific bottle is 111.6. We'll get to that in a bit, but before we do, I wanted to get some business. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to skip business and just talk about how business has been in the last week. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, first of all, talk about Patreon. Uh, we have updated our Patreon site, uh, like 80% updated it. I need to update some of like the goals and stuff because Adam's name's still on a lot of the goals and <laughs> such like that. But we did update the tier levels, um, and we talked about two of them last week. We talked about the under 10, which will apply to the $3 tier, uh, like $3 a month, and then the people that give $10 a month, we mentioned that they would get, uh, let's see, stickers, a chill filtered whiskey glass which actually i'm holding in my hand right now and is pretty darn cool looking and then also we might or might not uh, be able to courier them a few whiskey samples uh, so they can enjoy drinking along with us on future episodes Um, and then what happened in the last week was something very special but i'll get to that in a second we added a 25 dollar a month tier in which you get all of what you would get on a $10 tier, but you also get a, um, what is it, a flask, a chill-filtered flask with the logo on it and everything, and that may or may not be empty. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, we also have a $50 level in case anyone's feeling super generous, and you will get all what you'd get in the 25 tier, but you also get a chill-filtered decanter. Uh, so keep Ooh. that in mind if you're wanting to hit us up on patreon.com slash chill filtered. Uh, so that's kind of the business. Uh, but I wanted to also, before we get into too much, uh, Robbie, I wanted to give a few shout outs this week. Absolutely. So first shout out goes to Miles Ferguson, uh, yes. one of our Patreon supporters. Uh, all I got to say is, Miles, your flask is coming soon. Um and then, and thank you so much for your support, Miles. We, yeah, we appreciate you so much. Uh, secondly, Jason Preston, another one of our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, is so kind enough to be couriering us a big sample of Mr. Sam, uh, which I have really wanted to try since it came out. Um, I got my hands on a bottle, but I traded it, but then I regretted that I traded it. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, Jason Preston. Uh, one of our Canadian listeners uh, is sending us uh, via courier a sample of Mr. Sam that we'll be trying while we're together in Boise in the uh, three three four weeks at this point. Yeah. Um, and then he's also sending us he's he knows my heart, uh, Jason Preston. He's sending us Colonel e. H. Taylor Barrel Proof Batch Eight as well. So I am so stoked for that. We're also going to be uh, sipping that together on the podcast and then uh two other random or one random shout out uh which because i haven't given them a shout out in a while they're some of our patreon supporters um tim and sarah murray we appreciate you guys so much thanks for your support on patreon and then one other shout out i did want to give 
uh, is to a good friend of mine, friend of mine named Brian Shaw. And Brian was kind enough to uh, courier us a sample of a rare Talisker whiskey, not Storm, but Dark Storm, which was aged in uh, partially in, mm. or maybe the whole thing in charred bourbon barrels. So thanks, Brian Shaw, for the almost Isla, but truly an Isle of Sky whiskey, <laughs> uh, scotch in this case. So thank you all those people so much. Yes. I, yeah, I'm blown away that we're getting like, I, I keep telling people, they're like, how's the podcast going? I'm like, we are getting more samples <laughs> sent to us or like even just whiskey sent to us than per week. So we're we're getting yeah. this like backlog at this point, which we are 100% down for. Mm-hmm. And we're pushing back the ones that, that Robbie and I bought it, like individually because we want to put in all these people's um, yeah. special whiskey. So thank you guys so much. I mentioned like like three three or so people last time. It doesn't end. It's awesome. If you're out there and you're a listener and you're like, you know what? I would love to help, um, you know, Cole and Robbie out. And I just want to make them see what I see in this one whiskey. We might not see Mm -hmm. what you see, but we'll take the whiskey and we will do a great review on it. Plus a fun episode. And we will give you a hardcore shout out. Uh, Otherwise, hit us up on (laughs) Patreon. That's the business on the business. Robbie, how are you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm <laughs> I'm good. No, I uh, 100% agree with you. I think it's funny because for the first, like, until you ask me how you doing, Robbie, I feel like I'm some sort of, like, Baptist preacher slash rapper. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying not to say anything or, or cut you off on the business, but for sure. no, it's awesome. Like, it's funny because um, I think the majority of what we get is uh, done through Instagram or with mm-hmm. our interactions with folks. And that's kind of your thing. And like, if I see something new pop up, I'll usually like send a screenshot to Cole, be like, Hey, is this someone you have a relationship with or know what's going <laughs> on? And Cole's like, Oh yeah, that's so-and-so. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just shut up. But uh, it's been awesome this week. No, like there's so many people just hitting us up and being like, Hey, I got this, I got that. And like, you know, I'm willing to, uh, you know, it, and it's not easy to get a career to career to get, things done stuff yeah it's just cool it's cool to see people reaching out and like i've said it before i'll say it again my favorite thing about this you know even as a when i was a listener like my favorite thing was just feeling as part of a community feel like i had some drinking buddies so you know what i'm super excited for anybody who you know wants to share a drink with us because that's what you know that's what's having drinking buddies all about so yeah appreciate it thank you guys so much and and even for like we may or may not be couriering some of our Patreon supporters some samples that they can drink with us in the future. Um, I think that's like part of the community as well. Like, you know, sending, Mm -hmm. you know, um, if we did send something to, for example, Jason Preston or Miles Ferguson, um, they could sip along with us on the, like (laughs) while the podcast is playing for them. So I, I think that's community in itself, but go on, go on, go on. No, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I know there's, you know, I've been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'll grab this bottle because I think one of my buddies that, you know, I work with will like it, you know, kind For of thing. Sure. I think that's what this is. You know, that's the big thing about whiskey is just you share, you share it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't have a single bottle that I don't plan on sharing. Now, I may not share it with everybody. Yeah, for sure. But I'm planning on sharing it with somebody. So, Yeah. But uh, personally, no, this week's been good. Um, pretty sweet. Um, so my mother-in-law and then uh, my, he's 
he's not my uncle in law. He's like he's like a blood. He's not blood uncle. <laughs> he's like my wife's uncle, but he's like the this is Papa G. Man. Papa G. Papa nice. G's birthday was this week. My mother in law's birthday was this week. Wow. And Amara's birthday was this week. So we had a lot of celebrations. So we went out and hung out with all of them. Got some. Mexican food and nice. had some fun and some drinks this earlier this week and then Amara's birthday was today. Ah. It, was, oh, it was she turned ten. She looks so happy is, in the pictures. She is so happy. Like oh, man, we have a ten year old on our hands. Like she's yeah. turning Double into digits. a preteen. Mm-hmm. Like we're like Amara, what's your favorite you know birthday experience you've had? Because you know you kind of celebrate here and there as, you, as the week comes and goes, kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Um, and she's like. Grandma gave me those checkered vans, and I'm I love vans. Nice. And like today, I was wearing some random vans button-up shirt that I teach in. It's like it's definitely like an old man shirt, but it's like a van shirt. And she's like, "You got a van shirt?" So she's like all into vans now. So she's, she's off definitely the wall, a preteen. She's she's off the wall. She's got her uh, like this is what's popular now. Although she's very cognizant because last week she's like, you know. A lot of people were wearing scrunchies at the beginning of school year. They don't wear them anymore. Now a lot nice. of people are wearing Vans. So I don't know if people are going to wear Vans so much anymore. I'm Ooh. like, yeah, that's how trends go, honey. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we celebrated her birthday today. Got some donuts with all the girls. And we had uh, lunch at her school with her. And and then we bought dinner. She like, she just wants to get eat out. So we had we ate out for breakfast. We ate out for nice. lunch. And we ate out for dinner. So it was a good birthday. And yeah, so lots of celebration, and the twins are on antibiotics for a week, oh. so they're happy, and life is oh, good, good, and yeah, so we're doing pretty well. How's your week been, Cole? It's been good. So, two things before I get into May is two, okay. is one is that it's a good thing Amara recognizes that fads are a thing, because I never mm-hmm. recognize that, and I still <laughs> wear V-neck shirts every day. Um, oh, no. Okay, I'm going to hold you up right there. Yeah. So... The V-neck trend apparently is dead. I am holding on to it because it is way more comfortable than a crew neck shirt. I agree. Yeah. Yes. So, but like, so, even if it were like high school and that Batman was in, <laughs> I would still wear Batman for like two years after that because I'm like, and why aren't people wearing Batman anymore? Stuff like that. Secondly, okay. I saw the picture of your twins uh, from your from Chelsea's um, Instagram, and they are getting so big. They're big girls, yeah. We're big, we got big girls now. It's gonna it's be gonna totally blow my mind. Different them. when you get here, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good for you. Time marches on. Yeah, seriously. Well, anyway, I am good. Um, yeah, I had. Uh, I, you know, it's been exciting with all this chill filtered stuff. It's you know every day, like it feel. I feel like something happens where where it's mm-hmm. like people interact with us in ways that are nor- not normally. Um, people are interacting with us more and more and uh and that's exciting to me and i i was doing like the research and of course we'll get to the research of it but i'm really excited for this bottle today yeah. at work i had a performance review and it went pretty well um i have a really good boss <laughs> i don't know if he listens but if you're listening sean i think you're a good boss <laughs> if you're not listening i you know i think you're you know a great boss but anyway i <laughs> It's weird. I feel like that's weird. But um, <laughs> it's been a good week. Uh, I Oh, here's another thing. Here's another thing. I'm kind of excited today. Uh, I've been studying for my exam, as I've mentioned in past episodes. Every episode. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. I finally got like a killer score on one of these practice exams at a high level. 
And so I'm really feeling ready for this exam, uh, especially with three weeks to go to the day. Uh, And then luckily the next day I'll be in Boise. So I... I'm excited with that. You know, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I don't know if I have. When I get close to an exam, I get into tense mode. Uh, mm-hmm. I almost fought people a week oh. to the exam. Like, like, And I recognize this last attempt that when I am close to an exam, I am on edge. And so in the next few episodes, you might realize this progression of stress for me. Even though I'm feeling good going into this exam, there's this stress in the back of my mind saying, like, what if you don't do well or whatever it is. And uh, Mm. even though I'm very confident going in, I like, yeah, there's been times where I've gotten into arguments at work that had HR get involved. (laughs) Um, and not at my new, not at my current job, but at my previous job, like we had to get HR involved and I didn't even realize in the moment that it had completely to do with my exam. I almost fought a guy in the street, uh, last time I needed to take an exam. The dude was a punk though. I still look back and I'm like, I don't know why he was doing the things he did. Anyway, um, I'm so glad, Robbie, that I get to hang out with you after the exam because all that stress fades away. Even if I were to fail... It's over for that point. I'll take it again. You know, whatever. I kind of want to hang out with you before the exam. Dude, you know. <laughs> dude, like we would need to like have a forgiven moment if something happened. And I know we'd work it out, but like we would have to be like, I'd be like, Robbie, I'm super stressed and I'm oh, sorry man. I said those things to you. And like, I have nothing to say to you that's like bad. Like even dude. if you were like, Cole, think of something you could correct me in or be mad at me about. I couldn't think of anything, but like <laughs> I would say something and then I'd be like, Robbie, I'm so sorry I was stressed and I didn't even know what I was saying. And I could just dude. see that happening. So you don't want to see me the week or two before I the do. exam. Actually, I kind of do. I, uh, I feel like maybe we should fly Heather out. And let you just kind of have the house to yourself. But do you remember the uh, Saturday Night Live skit? skit <laughs> I want to say it's like Chris Farley era. Uh-huh. It's like some sort of workout program where they mail you like a Sasquatch in a box or something. No, I haven't seen that one. It's something like that. And it's like you open the box and it's like this workout where you just have to fight a Sasquatch pretty much. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a great one. That's something we got to get like pre, pre-exam cool every time like hey here's a sasquatch come and take your radio yeah. on this guy i uh yeah i have to like really watch myself these days now that i've figured it out that stressful things happen to me internally like i get really critical of people and i like want to lash out sometimes so i'm just like mm-hmm. no, no exam 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 don't freak out so it's <laughs> like i assume yeah. like when you walk into the exam you're just like you say you don't swear cole like <laughs> you walk into the exam like exam i'm gonna beat the like you're just yeah, going yeah. off <laughs> no i i like go into the i just go into mode of like all right you know and i like i like yeah i i call upon the lord for those moments <laughs> but uh, uh yeah funny. i cannot picture you being that way dude you should have i mean i'm honest with you my dad had to put his hand on my chest and say cole he's not worth it (laughs) last time (laughs) i took an exam yeah oh man i cannot see that yeah i want i kind of want to see that i kind of i mostly don't but i kind of want to see that dude it's just like talk about like the phrase well that escalated quickly (laughs) (laughs) so anyway 
But yeah. So, so hey, uh, yeah, listeners, on Instagram, the next three, four weeks, uh, just you know, lay off Cole. Yeah. <laughs> or, or instigate Cole, whatever you prefer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, especially like direct messages. You're like, Cole, you're dumb. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, I, at least I'm aware now. I, I used to not be aware of that. So, um, yeah. But yeah, all together I'm good. Uh, we'll see. Like two episodes from now, let's see. One, two. Two episodes from now, it's gonna be like where Robbie drinks whiskey because Cole gets too aggravated. Yeah, and maybe you should too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's get down to the business. Yeah, I'll give you the business, Robbie. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Cole, Cole. <laughs> and we're we- sending some Patreon listeners. Yeah. knuckle sandwich bags, i don't know i'm like bags of crap <laughs> he called the poop crap yeah the crap poop um oh man but how's yeah. how are things going besides wanting to pre-fight people it's good <laughs> yeah it's good my my peppers are about to be transplanted outside which is exciting nice that is um, fun I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm holding in my hand a chill-filtered glass, which I will drink from yes. in this episode. Oh, uh, boo. I know. We'll get you. I think I'll just bring mine with me to Boise instead of mailing it because I have a few things that... Uh, maybe I will mail it. I mean, you can. You I'll can just send it with the courier when I send over whiskey. So Well, you're going to be here in a couple weeks. Just bring over. Bring my glass. You got my glass, right? Well, I have a glass, right? I think I do have to courier you a few things anyway because I don't think I have a checked bag. Not that I would put anything in a checked bag. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, just bring me my glass. Don't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'll bring you the glass. That's for sure. Okay. I'm anticipating mine. It looks awesome. Yeah. It does look cool. So, patreon.com slash (laughs) chillfiltered. But yeah, all together good. I'm I'm stoked to hear that that Amara is 10 years old. I remember when she was merely three. Yeah, just itty bitty. Yeah, got a young lady on my hands now. Yeah, seriously. Like you, mm-hmm. in no time, you will have like an eighteen-year-old daughter. Oh, shut up, shut oh, up. That's crazy. Yeah, I know it's gonna come fast. It'll come real fast. Ugh. I know it's hard for me. Like honestly, I was thinking <laughs> as I was looking through the photos, I was like, I kind of thought about crying, and yeah, she's... I don't cry. But if I did cry, I would think about she's... crying first. Yeah. And I almost got to the point of thinking about crying when I looked at the pictures of her turning 10. Kevin and Hole have a mm-hmm. soft spot in our hearts and hers as well. Like, she's yeah. your girl too, so. Yeah, we totally yeah. raised her. <laughs> so, so I guess yeah. we'll get into it, in, er, into the history and stuff. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we do that? No, I'm good. I'm ready for this whiskey. I'm super yeah. excited for this new riff. Me too. So we're drinking New Riff uh, Single Barrel, which is actually a cast strength in this case, rye. Uh, but before we do that, and before we get into history, let's take a quick break. All right, back with the history for New Riff Single Barrel Rye. All right, so... Uh, the New Rift Distillery is based out of uh, Newport, Kentucky, which is right near like the border of Ohio and like basically where Cincinnati is. It's like a suburb of Cincinnati, even though it's on the Ohio or on the Kentucky side. Um, but it's also like right near the merge of Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. 
Um, yeah, it was established in 2014, so not too long ago at all, uh, by a guy named Ken Lewis. He used to work, uh, I believe he, he owned a store that was like a huge liquor store in northern Kentucky, uh, but then he got into like distilling. Uh, it's pretty impressive to me, though, that it started in 2014. Not even like their products started, like their company started in 2014, and mm. their following is huge for being like six years old. It's pretty crazy. They pride themselves on their methods of sour mash process, bottled and bond status, and being non-chill filtered. So they might not like us, even though I like non-chill filtered. <laughs> so uh, they take aging slowly, very seriously, according to their website. Uh, in the early days of New Riff, they actually produced a OKI bourbon. That's O.K.I bourbon. What's that stand for? Uh, it stands for Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. But it oh, basically okay. had like a number of, of age varieties, cast strength offerings, and even a few store picks. It was called, yeah, OKI because it was distilled in Indiana uh, by MGP, uh, mm-hmm. bottled in Kentucky, you know, in New- Newport, uh, where the New Rift Distillery is, and enjoyed in Ohio. And it was only sold oh. in those three states. And actually, this week, I actually um, tried some OKI uh, with my oh, friend nice. Brandon at Bourbon Charity. Um, he So, wait a minute. So, shouldn't it be A-O-K-I now, since it was enjoyed in Arizona as well? It's A-O-K. Sure. It's A-O-K. Oh, Cole, look at you. I just made a you joke. gunslinger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the crazy thing is, is those bottles had to be secondary marketed, you know, mm-hmm. traded or, or, or um, you know, purchased on the secondary market because, yeah, it was only distributed to those three states. But here's the cool thing about OKI. Even though it was a sourced whiskey, um, why they did it, and it was cool because some were cast strength, some were like 10, 12 years old, um, but the purpose of it was they were they were not intending to continue selling it after a few years. In fact, 2018, it basically went extinct because the purpose of OKI was to fund their own juice that they were aging. So I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, yeah. like, for example, we've, we've talked to uh, or we've, we've worked with uh, Great Lakes Distilling, uh, some of these other um, distilleries, micro distilleries especially, that start by sourcing. For example, um, High West is another one. Uh, they yeah. start by sourcing almost 100%, and then they phase out a little bit of the sourcing, but they also hold on to a lot of sourcing. Or they'll like um, blend, like like High West might blend um, their some of their, I believe, what is it? Their, um, I forget which one it is. But they, they basically put a little bit of their source stuff in and a little bit of their own juice in to certain bottles. Okay. And what I really like about New Riff is that they said, we have a timeline where we will source, and then after that, we're going to have all of our own stuff. So this is what New Riff did, is they put out, for about four years, they did OKI, and then after that, they introduced the New Riff line, uh, which involves a... Um, yeah, and they're all distilled and produced in-house, but yeah, they have a straight bourbon, they have a straight rye, they have a single-barrel rye, and a single-barrel bourbon. Now, the straight ryes and the straight bourbon are both um, uh, bottled and bond, so in this case, 100 proof, um, and 
they have the single barrel bourbon and single barrel rye, which are both cast strength. And I love a good cast strength single barrel because it's, you know, you're always going to get something very different, mm-hmm. which I appreciate a lot. Yep. Um, they're, they're all aged in 52 gallon barrels. They are, they take large barrels seriously. Uh, they're not trying to rush anything. And uh, they also have a Kentucky gin. And I believe they have a whiskey barrel aged gin as well. I might be wrong about that. Huh. Um, so what we're drinking today is the New Rift single barrel rye. And it's cast strength, as I mentioned. And in this case, it is 111.6 proof. So what's that? Uh, 56.8, I believe. You're the math major. 55.8. Yeah, 55.8. <laughs> and then... I, I don't do math unless I'm at school, man. Yeah, you don't need to. You, I mean, you're off the clock. You would have to get paid immediately if you did. <laughs> you don't... You, I mean, like, I know you do special education, but do you ever do, like, topics in that kind of thing? Like, do you ever yeah, teach I math? Yeah, I Yeah, I have to take classes on math um, and then language arts stuff, so... Nice. I hate language arts. I hate that they call it language arts. Social skills. Why? Why do you hate that they call it language arts? Because it's not art, man. It it is an art. Okay, so here's the interesting thing that you say that. So do you view... Just curiously. Yeah. Oh, man, we're going to go... No, go there. Um, Math-wise, do you view math as an art? I do, yeah. Uh, that is so funny because most people don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where you run into a lot of like, uh, I think um, like math that's being taught today is much more viewed as an art than when, you know, like I was a kid kind of mm-hmm. thing where we get away from the algorithms and like the equations and it says, how did you, you, you know, kind of, you know, question kids like, Oh, how'd you come up with that answer? And then like, they tell you their thought process. Ooh, and I like that. Go, yeah. Oh, this is kind of like they're either decomposing or they're using a number line or, you know, whatever they're doing. So you can say, okay, well, do you think about it this way as well? And so you kind of look at it more of an art, but most people do agree that language arts is an art, but most people don't agree that like math is an art because we're taught such like an equation based system. Mm-hmm, but anyway, sure. but that's what language arts is an art because like, you could have a room full of English majors and have one sentence to be like, well, I would have done this. I would have done that. I For sure. This. So, but anyway, that's interesting because you are so mathematically mm-hmm. minded yeah. that you would think of math as an art, but not mm-hmm. language art. So anyway. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm, I'm done. So no, that's back cool. To the, back to the whiskey. <laughs> one question though. Do you often watch okay. kids decompose? Um, it's, it's taught more explicitly now, so I'm seeing it more and more as I get to middle school. But so they teach about this. Nice. They, yeah, that's they explicitly teach it now. It's like very much a uh, first, second grade concept. That, Interesting. Like by second grade, it's ingrained now, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. a barrel number in this case <laughs> is 15-4016. Um, it is a black frosted bottle, at least the top part is. Uh, like we mentioned, it's at least four years old, non-chill filtered, 100% rye mash bill, which is cool. Um, I oh, dig wow. 100% rye mash bills, but in this case, really? they have 5%. Oh, oh like, like uh, what's it called? Um, um, blanking. Uh, Lot 40 cask is uh, 100% rye mash bill. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. Um, but then in this case, there is 5% malted rye, So uh, and then 95% unmalted rye. Um, this being a single barrel cast strength means that 
every bottle is coming from a different barrel or that coming every bottle coming from a different barrel will be very different. We're technically not exactly reviewing new riff single barrel rye, but really we're just reviewing this barrel in particular, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Though most should be pretty similar, they're aged together. They're they're uh, collected from the barrels together. They're not batched because they are single barrels. Um, so, but yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, total wine price. Uh, it's not really on total wine. Every other product from New Riff seems to be on total wine. You know, minus the OKI. Um, but saw it other places. People were saying retail was about fifty five. Uh, which I think is kind of cool. I'm intrigued that we're getting a cast strength four year in large barrels. So I'm excited. This will be great. I guess we better start pouring. Yeah, let's do that. I'm pouring, as I said, into my cool, chill filtered stemless Glencairn glass. And I'm pouring just into a regular Glencairn glass because. <laughs> You're like, I'm pouring into an empty I'm soda left can. Out. <laughs> Beautiful color on this too. Super mm-hmm. amber. Ooh, the smell. Almost. I got yeah. a little bit on my fingers, and that that should be part of the palate, nose, and and is like <laughs> part of the nose is like just getting it on your fingers and smelling your fingers, like your fingers up your nose and stuff. It's like eye hand coordination, nose finger coordination. <laughs> um, yeah, it's super. I get a little oakiness, but mm-hmm. very much just like that candied ryaness to it yeah i'm getting like a um uh, maybe a red delicious apple okay uh one of those apples that's not too sharp in flavor um i wouldn't call this a baking apple i wouldn't call this a granny smith and i wouldn't call this like a really strongly like uh, sweet apple. This is kind of just a base apple on the nose, which is cool. I love apples, uh, but it's not like your most intense apple. Ooh, got hit with a little alcohol. Um, I it's it definitely take it smells a little hot to me, but mm. I'm gonna. I'm, so I like I've said before, I don't have the best nose for sure. Um, and I'm gonna have to go do some detective work after this, but I'm getting a Twizzler. I don't. I've never been that specific on a, a note. So I, I don't love know if specific that's notes, right like on that. or not. But I'm getting like just a regular red Twizzler. I can dig that, and I'm I'm on like it. the edge of that. Like I can kind of I can see I, how you can get that in a good way. I may I may be wrong. Like it's been years since I've eaten a Twizzler, but that's what I'm getting. Now I'm starting to get that. Now the more you 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 know the more I think about it, it's like no, yeah, that's in there. I don't know if that's like my dominant note um but it's in there for sure okay what's the proofage on this one again uh 111.6 i'm getting uh, a little bit of like it's it's not strong it's faint it's almost like a faint smell of a sazerac cocktail it's not i wouldn't call it licorice but it's close to licorice mm-hmm. a little okay bit. so i cheated i already took a sip Okay. I am loving it. It's, uh, and I've only gotten this note from one other whiskey that I can think of, but Mm -hmm. I'm getting a slight mintiness to it. Mm -hmm. And so like when you say like, kind of like the Sazerac, like the 
Picard's bitter. I can, mm. I can see that for sure. It's got a oh man, I don't know. There's a few um, whiskeys I've had that have reminded me of that menthol-y, uh mm. minty. This is definitely one of them. Um, another one is Old Carter uh, that I, I don't remember which type it was. It was one of their bourbon. Uh, and then Amaranth, Grain of the Gods, had a little bit of spearminty, menthol-y, mintiness. Um, this definitely has it. And I've never had that for a rye yet. So I like it. Yeah. That's a great note. Great note. It's a... Uh, and on the palate, it's it's definitely... I wouldn't say hot, but it's definitely warm. It's mm-hmm. got a good kind of burn to it. Yeah. Um, a little bitter. I'm getting a little bit of bitterness with it, mm-hmm. but it is complex to, to say the least. Like it yeah. is really, there's a lot going on there. For a four year and for $55, this is really crazy complex. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Another note. It's it's got the rye spice. Like I can I can call it as a rye just by the taste of it. Well, it's got um, the candiness of a rye too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the hard candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna drop some 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 drops of dropsies. I oh man, I'm not even ready to move on yet. It is super complex. Like every time, like it's just. Every sip, every sniff is like, is that what I'm getting? Is, or is there something else there? Like, it's very complex. I'm loving it. Yeah. Candy shows up a little bit on the nose with water. I'm trying, yeah. It's more spicy than it is fruity. And by spicy, I don't mean pepper spicy. I'm talking about like cinnamon. Like mm-hmm. sharply spicy though. It's not. I wouldn't say like things like nutmeg so much. Uh, more of the things that would burn your tongue a little bit if you put them on your in your <laughs> mouth, but not in a like I said, not in like a hot pepper way. So this is a hundred percent rye too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How okay? How old? How aged is the uh, lot forty cask? It's a tw- the one we had was a twelve year. Twelve. Okay. Because it's. I mean. Both 100% right, correct? Yeah, and this one's actually hotter. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I'd, I'd agree on just, like, the burn. Well, no, but, I mean, this one's got a higher proof. Oh, it is? It is? Okay. Yeah, by, like, it was 110, the lot cask. Yeah. I get totally different. Like, I remember if I remember correctly off, like, the a lot 40, it was super cinnamon forward. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, oh, it was amazing. And this is... I mean, I I could I like singularly say the lot forty was cinnamon. This I'm like all over the board. Like I'm getting yeah, in a complex like good way. Mint. Yeah, no mm-hmm. great way. And the cool thing is, is even sipping it, you get hit by a few waves instead mm-hmm. of just like everything at once. It's like all right, taste this now. Taste this, you know, after you've sipped it already. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. go for the sip with the water. Yeah, I just did, and I think uh, definitely brought out a little bit of the menthol minty mintiness to it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like I, I will say, even with the water, it's I still get a little bit of bitterness, but not in a bad way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah. Would you? 
I know the answer, but would you buy it for $55? 110% yes. Yeah, same. It's, this is great. I think this, you know, and I, I don't think it's for everybody, but this is yeah. one where if you've got a buddy coming over who really enjoys whiskey, like I am like right now, I'm like, oh, I'm so intrigued by this. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's really good. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. There's like a honey sweetness on the finish, especially. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of micro distilleries, I, I hate putting it this way, but I am so proud of New Riff. This was this is their own stuff. They aged it. They even did cash strength and only put it out for $55. Good on you guys. Good yeah. on you because this is a great product. I'm going to finish my little last sip of the ice or the water pour and then I'm going to throw a rock in my ice pour. With my cool, yeah. chill-filtered glass. No, oh, I can't wait till I get mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how easy is this for you to find in Arizona? I mean, do you see it on shelves? I've at never all? seen it on a shelf in my whole life. Yeah, I haven't seen it here either. So, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna drop a cube. Get over here, I cube. Did. I just it's did. probably making so much noise. I'm getting a lot more mintiness off mine. It definitely muted, like the sweetness, the candy. Um, notes to it, but mm. a lot more minty for me for the nose. Yeah, a little Agreed. less oaky as well, but it's definitely the mint is coming through. Yeah, I'm still getting that apple, but the mint's showing up a lot more. I think this is. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't hard to find and wasn't 55, I'm like this would make. I I would love to try this like with a mint julep. Oh, for sure. That would be because it's already there. Yeah, it's already there. And I've never gone that way with like, 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 like I've said. There's only one other whiskey I can think of that I've had where it's super minty, and it was also, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty penny for that one. And I think it's one we'll cover here in the future. Um, What's that? Um, the Wild Turkey. Was it Masters? Oh, it? Masters, Masters Keep. Keep. Masters Keep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and you know that's like 135. Yeah, 130-ish. Um, and there's no way I would make a mint julep with that. Yeah, that especially mint, a mint notes. julep. Yeah. Like, and I all mean, fashion's no one thing. Yeah, mint julep is a whole other area. You're yeah. adding a lot more ingredients there. But yeah. uh, so I've never gone a minty whiskey with a mint julep. But uh, I could see it being really good. I mean, like, yeah. This is so good, though. Super Wow, that might have been the best pour for me. Okay, I'm going in. Um, really viscous. Like if you watered down, if you did one part honey, one part water, that's how viscous it tasted, or like it felt like. So the mouthfeel, amazing. I like it when it's a little um more viscous in that way. Um, no bitterness. Mm-hmm. I think I just got the right amount of ice in there. Um, because it was honey, you know, it was, it was a little bit of that minty, a little bit of that honey, a little bit of that rye spice, but it was a li- I mean, don't get me wrong. The cast strengthness of the meat pour was more potent. This wasn't as potent, but it brought out all the, like the subtleness and the, and the delicacy of, or the delicateness of the, uh, whiskey in a perfect way with the ice. I much preferred it with the ice and I don't usually say that. No, I'd, I'd agree. Like I was getting a little bit of bitterness with the first two pours. This mm-hmm. one, 
bitterness is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely amazing mouthfeel. Very just warm, slow warming across the mouth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> getting definitely that mintiness to it, but it's just like a spearmint almost. Where it's mm-hmm. like that kind of little sweeter. It's really good. Yeah, ice, I think ice is my favorite. Yeah. No, this is, I, I think even what really brings it home for me is the mouthfeel. Uh, it just, you know, as we said since, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Rendezvous Rye back in the day is, you know, when you put it in your mouth, it gets thicker. <laughs> gets thicker in your mouth. <laughs> the Sam Elliott Adam, voice. Best Adam impression. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sam Elliott impression. I'm doing mm-hmm. an impression of Adam doing Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, I dig that. This is gonna get yeah. a this is gonna hub it to what rating. That is a hub it a what moment right yeah. there where the ice just takes it to a whole another level. Yeah. And it was great before. I mean it's no, it was. very complex, very interesting, lots going on, but the ice just solidified like that's really? how you want to drink this yeah. one, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to start thinking of a um, rating I would give this. This is just surprising. Like, truly yeah, a hub to what? It's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, Let me take my last sip and I'll think about the rating. Oh, man. I was about to take my last sip and I got to mm-hmm. talk because this is an audio thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I just I just took my last sip so I can start talking. Perfect. But don't change your rating based on my rating. Not that you would, but... I won't. Don't let this time difference be the cause of a different rating. Okay, so I'm going to put this in... Uh, This gets an 8.7 for me. And it doesn't make 9 status, but 9 status is a big deal in my book. Um, But this is definitely high 8. This is surprisingly great. And for if you could find this for 55 bucks... Buy oh, it, man. absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So this actually this this sample we got came from Adam, um, and this and he got that sample from his dad who was visiting Kentucky. Oh. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm totally oh Rostad. David Rostad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I just finished my last little my last bit there. Iced. Yeah. Way to go. And I think that's interesting. I love that idea. I hate that idea because <laughs> I go to a restaurant and if I see something I haven't had, I'm ordering it neat. Yeah. And this is one where I'm like, I would have missed out completely. For sure. Like, yeah. It's it's good. It's complex. I don't know if I would go for it again. Just, you know, but put ice on it. And if it's there on the menu, I'm definitely getting it. Um, mm-hmm. So I love the fact that it is amazing with ice, but I hate it because I probably wouldn't go there right away. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going I, yeah, 8.4 is where I was going originally. I like I, it. I, and, and you said, don't be swayed. I'm going to, I think 8.45 is where I'm going to go because you swayed me 0. 0.5. Oh, um, <laughs> that, that works. 0. 0.05 uh, technically. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. You sorry, don't have to do math. math. You're not teaching. I, I'm off the clock, bro. Yeah. Um, but I will say, even without the ice, amazingly complex. Like, it's a fun one to talk about. It's a fun one to yeah. I mean, I would love a night of just sitting around BSing, and then every once in a while someone can say, whoa, man, are you getting this? Yeah, I'm getting that kind of For thing. For sure. You know, so amazing pour. If you can find it, yeah, yeah, absolutely pick it up. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. It's like $55 bottle. And it's not like extremely rare. It's just uh, geographically rare. Like you, I mean, apparently in Kentucky, it's much easier to find. Um, So do we have any, I don't think we have any Kentucky listeners, do we? Uh, Not that I know of. I know um, Robbie has a sister in Kentucky and I don't know if she listens anymore or did she ever listen? Maybe not. I mean, no, sorry, Adam has a <laughs> sister in Kentucky. Yeah, just flew it. <laughs> no, my sister's not in Kentucky. How many siblings do you have? Just the one. She's in Sacramento. Oh, I didn't know that. Love you, Jamie, Mabel, Sophie, Lachlan. They listen to a couple. I don't know if they listen anymore, but if you are, love not you guys. Not since the accident. The incident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, good setup there. Yeah. All right, so I All guess right. uh, any other thoughts on this whiskey? I guess we'll move to our next segment otherwise. Yeah, no, I'm ready for the next one. All right, it is time for Whiskey World News. Yeah, we're back. Hey, guys, welcome to your favorite segment on chill-filtered Whiskey World News. Today we're reading an article from Gear Patrol once again. I don't see anyone who wrote it, but Gear yeah, I don't Patrol see anyone. <laughs> Gear Patrol did. Uh, it's titled "Buffalo Trace is bringing a new kind of Blanton's bourbon to the states." Ooh, uh, yeah. Have you heard of this, Cole? I have. Yeah, go on. Okay, I figured you have because it, it it is recent. It came out today, mm-hmm. uh, media wise. I but uh, anyway, so Blant- Buffalo Trace is bringing a new kind of Blanton's bourbon to the states. Available this summer, Buffalo Trace Distillery has confirmed that Blanton's Gold Edition is coming to the U.S. for the first time ever. The whiskey is the same as standard Blanton's in every way, bar a 10-point proof increase from 93 to 103. That means it's still a single-barrel product aged between 6 and 8 years, made with high-rye bourbon mashable, and as always, will come with the unique bottle stoppers and dump date, dump date, (laughs) <laughs> trimmings Blanton fan seek Buffalo Trace says the product will be available as an annual release in the US and for retail for $120 Blanton's Gold is familiar with sight for bourbon drinkers outside the US especially in Japan the standard lineup includes gold special reserved called green and barrel proof variant called straight at from the barrel mm-hmm. gold is the first from the international Blanton's lineup to come to the US the reason for the odd split is murky the short version is Japanese company called Takara Shuzo owns the Blanton's brand and distribution rights everywhere except the U.S. where Blanton's is distributed by Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is still does the distilling and aging for every expression, domestic or international. For more information on Blanton's and Buffalo Trace Distillery, full whiskey guide, select our guide. Now, I guess you can go to their website. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Blanton's Gold is coming this summer cool how do you feel about that well i guess like it's cool because i I do feel about that um one (laughs) i feel like i won't be able to find it like i'll never find it because blanton's is hard enough to find a 10 percent uh upgrade or i guess five percent upgrade in um alcohol by volume 
is even harder to find unless they were to somehow unallocate how many bottles they had and just throw it on every shelf. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super hard to find. But I guess for those listeners out there, have a listen to our Straight from the Barrel episode or even our Blanton's like standard episode uh, because it's cool. I mean, it's interesting who, what happened. Uh, that company, that Japanese company, also known as Age International, uh, bought out the Blanton's brand in the 90s early 90s and when Blanton's wasn't due it is a great article um by Chuck Cowdery and I still remember the title of it it was called it was the best of times it was the worst of times in in his Chuck Cowdery blog uh and it dealt with um basically what had happened with Age International buying out what was struggling at the time uh the Blanton's label um, and so they bought it out and now Blanton's is killing it and it's mm-hmm. still owned the brand by the Japanese. And so I don't know what, if it's spiteful or anything like this, but this is a huge move for them because they've never done this since like basically the nineties is send anything but Blanton's standard to the U S uh, and by send, I mean what was originally produced in the U S as the article mentioned, but I would love to find a bottle. I've never had Bland's Gold. I've had Bland's Straight from the Barrel. Um, but yeah, 103 proof. That sounds amazing. So yeah. I would be so down. Have you, You've had Bland's for sure, right? So yeah, well, we did Bland's my first real episode. Um, oh, cool. And then this summer, we had uh, Straight from the Barrel together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that was the first time I had had Blanton's, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh my and, and you know, Blanton's in general is just good, but the straight from the barrel was amazingly good. Yeah. Um, so I at think this, it's cool. I think, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. No, at this point, that has my highest rating on the podcast is Blanton's straight from okay. the barrel. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can find the gold, I think it's awesome that it's, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of whiskey hunting this summer looking for mm-hmm. it. Um, I think it's nice being in you know, like an unallocated state where I have a chance if I find it to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get a bottle, a bottle for MSRP, um, secondary market wise, like it's going to explode with this one. But I think, you know, it's just another symptom of, the whiskey boom and in, in general where bottles are going to be if you get a bottle of this like you know somebody who wants it you're going to be able to fetch a pretty penny for it kind of a thing which mm-hmm. is unfortunate but in the same sense i'm like oh my gosh i hope we get one i'd love yeah. to get a bottle of it straight up. have it on the show um that'll be one that sits on the shelf where it's like cole and i will drink it and then it's going to sit there for a while till the, the next person comes along where I'm like, yeah, yeah let's, let's have a sip kind of a thing. So, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's pretty cool. I'm, I mean, excited to see kind of, you know, things kind of open up a little bit more, get something there. So that'd mm-hmm. be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be stoked. And listeners, if you get one before us, maybe think about uh, sending us a little sample sample. We'll take care of you too. Yeah, for sure. So all right, any any other thoughts, Cole? No, but I hear Shut you. Up. You have a uh, a good lined up uh, WWWYC. I don't know if it's good, but it is a which whiskey would you choose? Should we go into our <laughs> third favorite segment? Our third favorite, indeed. Third favorite segment. Well, should be no surprise here. Last week, Cole won once again. Yeah, uh, but so we, I oh, have to defend you for a moment. Okay. Well, go on. You can describe the uh, results, but I think okay. you should have gotten a lot more hits. 
So result-wise, coal won uh, 76% to 24%. Um, more people choosing the Eagle Rare 17, of which antique bottle would they choose over my choice of Sazerac 18? Um, yeah, so Cole definitely won that there. We had a couple of people chime in. Uh, Whiskey in Revelry uh, just said, hey, they're going for Eagle Rare. Um, War Eagle DG said William LaRue, William LaRue Weller um, he, mm-hmm. because he wants to see if it's um, really worth the hype. And, you know, mm. I think that's, he kind of went the way I went where I'm like, you know, I've never really had the SAS. I've had the 17. I've yeah. um, had the stag. Um, I want, I just want to see what the SAS is like. And so mm-hmm. you definitely want to see if something's worth the hype. I'm going to go that direction. So that's kind of where I went. Cole went with his heart and went yeah. with the Eura 17. So I don't know. What, what do you have to say to defend me, Cole? I think like most people, here's the thing is that Sazerac 18 is probably the rarest one. Because one, it's the rye mash bill, which they don't always make too much. And then it's 18 years old. Of course, it is 90 proof. But like, I don't know. I think most people haven't tried Sazerac 18. And therefore, they don't know how valuable it is or like how good it is. Then again, like on Jim Murray, it's either William LaRue Weller or George T. Stagg that win. If anything on the NT collection is going to win, it's probably those two. Um, One of those two. So like I get that, and then Eagle Rare Seventeen has the the I guess the reputation of Eagle Rare, which is a fantastic ten year bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Saz Eighteen doesn't get too much hits because there's a lot less of it, especially than uh, Thomas H Handy, um, because Thomas H Handy's six and a half years old. Um, but I think like I didn't expect you to lose by that much, is what I am saying. <laughs> yeah. My own wife voted for you, for you, Cole. For oh, you but she's had mine, yeah. so. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Cole wins. This time. All right, Cole. Are you ready for this week's Which Whiskey Would You Choose? I'm super ready. All right. So you've been to Disney World and Land, am I right? Land? No, not Land. Only World never... and Disneyland Paris. So you've never been to Disneyland? We just got to make it happen. We're like five hour drive right now. So yeah, for sure. Okay. So for me, it's Disneyland. And then have you ever been to Vegas? Do you go to Vegas often? I'm going in October for the first time, which is also five hours away. So I'm, I'm sure this is similar to like Disney world kind of thing. Or most of your like resorty Vegas. Yeah. So (laughs) the the scenario here is similar to like just your travel destination kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, for me, it's Vegas and Disneyland. Um, you got to choose a whiskey. CVS is the closest place you got to go to get get a drink. Uh huh. What is your CVS Disneyland Vegas weekend? What is your whiskey that you're pulling out of a CVS for okay. the weekend trip? Yeah. Wait. Wait. So, like, you have to get it from a CVS. It's from like a CVS, Walgreens. It's like it's, yeah. It's Definitely not um, anything that has a great selection. It's a, your bare minimum kind of selection. It's mm-hmm. what's closest. It's what's going to be cheapest because it's a touristy location. For sure. I'm getting Maker's Mark. Um, I like Maker's Mark in terms of the low-end stuff. Okay. Um, because it is... 
it's weeded one. Um, I just remember one time having, and it's weird because even on a past episode for what whiskey would you choose, um, I gave Woodford Reserve my pick. Um, mm-hmm. And but I remember one time I had both in front of me. I had a Maker's Mark and I had Woodford, and I remember enjoying the Maker's even more at the time. I don't know what kind of night it was or anything like that, but okay. like. I, but I, I think you could find makers probably easier at a CVS than you could a Woodford. You might be able to find a Woodford, but like you could pretty much always find a Maker's Mark there. So Dude, yeah, I want to I want to point out you're at a touristy location, so Maker's Mark is going to go for a premium, Cole. Oh uh, yeah, it's, oh, gonna, it's still it's worth be, it. I think is it worth? Okay, all right. I mean, they're not. I don't even remember how much Maker's Mark typically is. Thirty bucks, maybe. 25 oh i think makers is like 35 40 40 really oh boy it's it's uh, probably 35 ish yeah but when you get to the pre so i know okay so i'll give you mine mine is i'm gonna get in a half gallon of evan williams nice not the greatest bourbon but it is solid and it is the cheapest half gallon you can get at a cvs in my experience so that's what i'm going for um, it's just, it's a solid bourbon. You can mix it. Um, you come back from standing in lines for 12 hours and waiting for, or going through, um, it's a small world for the uh-huh. length of time yeah. and you can pour it straight, go neat with it. And it's still good. I thought you were going to um, say, and you can pour it straight down your gullet. <laughs> <laughs> pour it straight down your children's gullet and they don't want to do Small world anymore. No. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Evan Williams, just straight Evan Williams. You're going Maker's Mark. I need to re-familiarize myself with Evan Williams because I don't even remember if I like it or not. You know, it's. I will say by the end of a trip, I'm kind of done with Evan Williams. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of a trip, yeah. I definitely like it more. Nice. It's that kind of that kind of thing. Just mm-hmm. yeah. And I will say, I I know I've only ever had their black label. I know they have a few other ones that have yeah. white label. I think there's mm-hmm. like a Bond one they do. Yeah. Um, so uh, that might be kind of a fun thing to do, but yeah. It's not the greatest bourbon, but you know what? It's the cheapest at CVS that I know of for the half gallon, and that's what you need to get through sometimes. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'll post that one. We'll see what we what do you have to say. Um, love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. You, know, you go on to the uh, resort uh high trafficked area kind of vacation what whiskey are you choosing so yeah that's that i like it do you like like it cole i do you know what can i tell you something yeah so cole and this is this is gonna seem random but this week i was uh get driving the girls to school Mm -hmm. and the it's my life oh i love gwen stefani (laughs) But it was a, It was the original. Oh yeah, the. the um, by. I forget. Some. It's almost like Talking Heads, but it's definitely not Talking Heads. But it it's, sounds like the similar. I name. don't know who it is, but it came on. The original came on, and I'm like, this is so much better than Gwen Stefani. You think so? Th- yes. Oh my goodness! I think she nailed that cover. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she did, but I'm. I, when I was listening to the original, I was like, this is so much better than Gwen Stefani. So that's I think that's gonna be my secondary question of which version is better, and I'll see if we can. And I'm like super Instagram illiterate, like I'll figure out how to post a song or something like that. But ooh, that'd be cool. 
Yeah, that's the next one is who did It's My Life Better, Gwen Stefani or the original. Dude. So I I I don't know if I've ever brought this up on the podcast, but I have like an insane crush with Gwen Stefani. <laughs> like she is she like makes my heart flutter in a weird It's a ridiculous yeah. crush where I just laugh yeah. because it is laughable Cole's crush. Yeah. And I tell get- Heather all the time, like if I had the opportunity to marry you and Gwen, I would probably take it. And um, but you would be my favorite wife, Heather, is what I tell her. <laughs> well, it's funny because even like in our group text between our wives and us, like mm-hmm. any like cool one time, like requested Gwen Stefani on the radio, and he like <laughs> sent us a video of his radio and his car of him mm-hmm. requesting Gwen Stefani. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, I started uh, singing along to Spiderwebs by No Doubt. No, Which, no doubt. I like, I like no doubt, but no, everything no. post no doubt, I'm not a fan of. No, I'm, I'm actually with you for the most part. Um, okay, I think, uh, I don't really listen to any of her solo stuff. Um, but like the fact that she, I mean, like no doubt was founded in 1986, and she's been rocking it since. But then again, <laughs> I don't like her new no doubt stuff. Um. <laughs> But like, yeah, you play me some Tragic Kingdom or some like. Uh, Do they you know, have Rocksteady. new No Doubt stuff? What's that? Is there new? Is there new No Doubt stuff? There is. In 2012, she put out a new album. Oh, look um, at look at Colgo fanboying over here over yeah. Gwen Stefani and New Doubt. 2012. I I adore her. She's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. That's funny. <laughs> How do you feel about Gavin Rosdale, Cole? Um, I'm glad uh, she broke up with him. Um, <laughs> Because now I have more of an opportunity. <laughs> He's a, okay, I'm like, I don't know. Gavin might be one of our listeners. Gavin, you're awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. Subscribe on Patreon. Yes. I'm not going to talk bad $50 about it. $50 tier level. Except for I did talk bad about Gwen. So, hey, Gwen, you're awesome too. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine? Dude, I'd finally get my kiss on the cheek from her. Long story, <laughs> listeners. Long story. But... um I hope you get it someday, Cole. Yeah, I hope I do get it someday. And I hope maybe one day we can share a whiskey with either Gavin Rossdale, Gwen Stefani, or even Blake Shelton. But (laughs) most of all, Robbie, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Pretzels are making me thirsty! (laughs) Serenity now!